Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my god. Well, hi everyone. I'm Nikki. I'm Justin. And this is the Polar Opposite Podcast. Two people with polar opposite views on almost everything. Pretty much. Nikki, how was your week? My week was... I don't know. It was okay. I've been having a lot of like health issues. So oh, yeah. What happened? I've been having a lot of stomach issues. So I went to the doctor finally on Friday. And it's just basically trying to avoid a bunch of foods that I really like. Okay, so you're not pregnant. No, I'm not <laughs> pregnant. That was my, my worst fear. Thing. At least it's not that. Who would I be pregnant by? I don't know. I don't know what you do. Okay. <laughs> well, no, um, I'm not pregnant. Let's just clear that up. I'm not. Okay, good. So, how, are you feeling better then? I, a little bit was feeling better yesterday. Today, not so much. But hopefully, if I can just avoid those foods and, like, figure out what's been going on, mm-hmm. then can get it under wraps. Yeah. What you're about si- you? You're $60 richer, right? Oh, I am $60 <laughs> richer. So, I was going to, where was I going? To a coffee shop, maybe? Or to study? I don't know. I was going somewhere. And I was, like, walking up to my car, and there's this guy who had parked next to me, and he's, like, getting stuff out of his car, so I was just, like, standing there waiting. And, like, I unlocked my car, so he knew that was, like, my car, that he could hurry up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's like, oh, this is your car? And I was like, yeah. He's like, funny that you come up right now. I actually just, like, hit your car with my door, and I was like... Ooh. I thought he was joking at first. Like, you know, like, people say weird stuff, and they're like, oh, haha, I'm joking. But then he's like, oh, yeah, I did. I was like, oh, you're serious? And then he showed me. It's this tiny little thing that you can't even see. Like, he was, like, rubbing away. He's like, I don't know if it'll rub away or not. But um, he's like, I don't really want to deal with insurance, so can I just give you money? I was like, sure. He's like, how much will it cost? I was like, I don't know. No, you sh- you, that's the first mistake. You should have said... It was so... Like, first of all, when he was showing me, I couldn't even see it. So what was I going to say? $200? No, I would have lied. I would have been inspecting that thing. I would have been like... No, this- I... Justin, I showed it to you. I barely... That was with the flash on. In that garage, I could not see it. I didn't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> like, I would have been inspecting that shit. I would have been like... Oh. I looked at it. I would have been so overdramatic. It would have been like, I just got this car, and now it's dented. Oh, this is going to be a few hundred dollars. It wasn't even a dent. <laughs> Wait, was he white? He was white. Mm, sounds He's about actually white. kind of fine. Really? Yeah. Interesting. But I wasn't in the mood for any of that. But he he's like, uh. So he gave you cash or did he Venmo? He gave me cash. I was, Which he, is strange. I, who... That was strange. I, I, he was like, oh, $60 fine? I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I honestly don't know how much it'll cost. He pulls out his wallet, is like counting. I was like, he, you carry cash like he that? He lowballed you and he got away with murder because he. I'm not going to do anything with my car though, so I have $60 I guess. now. That's whatever. Honestly, I don't care. But I would have scammed him out of like at least $300. I would be like, yeah, the paint is this different shade of red that doesn't. It's hard to like replace and this <laughs> dent, like my parents, the insurance, like it's going to be at least $100 or whatever. At least you have coins now. True. Any anything cra- else crazy that happened in your life? No. This what past about week? you? Um, <laughs> my week has been uneventful for the really? most part. Same old, same old with school. Um, the one thing I was excited about is just this weekend because I had a date that was planned. A date. Yeah. <laughs> and for people that don't know me, I have the worst luck in the world. So. Um, Do you have the worst luck, or are you just, like, extremely picky and not wanting to get out there? No, no. I'm, I think I have the worst luck in general. And part of it is that I didn't put myself out there in the past. But if you don't want to be single, stop complaining and put yourself out there. So I did. So 
if something, what I've come to find out in my life is that if something bad can happen, something bad will happen. Ooh, you better reply to that snap. Oh, shit. He's looking. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> wow, events are um, unfolding right, right now. Right, live events are actually <laughs> happening right now. Um, but to preface this, like... <laughs> he was looking. I saw his little emoji, so you better reply. But, that's, but I think that's creepy that I was already on this page. Because <laughs> I was going to recap for everybody, like, verbatim, like, what's going on. <laughs> but anyway, so the date didn't end up happening, so... Um, but whose fault was it? Well, let's find out. So here's... Let me read you all the events that happened. We were supposed to go on this date at 8, 8 p.m. yesterday. And at around, like, 7.45-ish... I see his snap, and he is at Pluckers drinking with his friends. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, hmm, if we have something planned at 8, like, shouldn't you be on your way to wherever we're going? So that was red flag number one. That's what I was texting. You were texting me at, like, 8.15. I was like, wasn't your thing at 8? Are you not going anymore? Yeah, this was red flag number one. So I was like, what's going on? So then I haven't left yet. So then I message him. I'm, I'm like, what's... Emoji, emoji. <laughs> what's... He's looking, reply. <laughs> Um, can he you, sees can your you tell emoji. them what's happening? Because they're confused, like the listeners. Okay, so Justin is on Snapchat right now in their chat, and he has the chat open, and the guy also has the chat open, because you can see his little emoji, you know, the like one where it's like peering over a wall, kind of. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? They yeah, they know what you're talking so, about. So... They both can see that they both have the chat open, but neither of them are saying anything. Well, the reason I have the chat open is because I wanted to read for you guys, like, the text exchanges that we had, <laughs> that we were having yesterday. And but now he's probably thinking that you're about to type something, so he's, like, waiting. Right. So he's going to have to wait because I don't. I'm, I need to, like, <laughs> finish the story before I respond. So basically, so around 7.45, I see that he's, like, at Pluckers with some friends, and then I text him and I'm like, what's your ETA? I haven't left yet. And then he responds and says, LMAO with crying, laughing face. I need to go change. And I'm like, okay, I can wait. That's fine. I haven't left yet. So it's not a big deal. So next, how much time is that? 15 minutes go by. And then I go, tell me when I should leave. And he replies and says, he replies almost 10 minutes later and says, I know this is late, but can we reschedule for tomorrow? I low-key already drank and ate too much. It was kind of unexpected, and I didn't think about us meeting up afterwards when my friends asked me to meet with them. And then, at this point, I'm already dressed. I was downstairs about to call He's already gone Uber. through, like, three yeah. fits. Yeah, I've gone through <laughs> some clothes, and I'm about to call an Uber, and then I get this message for him. And then... My annoyance level is pretty high at this point because it, how and are you going to... that just like took it over the Yeah, top. how are you going to cancel on somebody... Past the time. Past the time that you were even supposed to like meet up in the first place. So I couldn't reply because I was a little annoyed. <laughs> and word of advice, do not reply to somebody angry. Like calm down for a little bit, compose yourself, get your emotions together, and then respond. Yeah, because shit will just escalate yes, very quickly. Very quickly. And I'm a person that's not about the drama, so I'm not about to fight with somebody especially through text so a few minutes go by uh 13 to be exact and he replies and says guess that's a no lol and then at this point i'm like oh shit i need to reply so i reply like a few minutes like five minutes later and i say i had to cancel other plans that came up because we had this set for tonight we can do tomorrow though but i'm still hella annoyed you got to make up for this so then he responds and he says 
30 minutes ago, I asked you if you could reschedule. Saying that you move stuff around would have been a great no, but instead you ignored it, lol. But that's fine. Tonight was always a stretch for me. And then, passive like, aggressive I was and... like, this is some passive aggressive <laughs> bullshit. That, that made me mad even more because I felt like, honestly, I'm not at fault. I feel like he's at fault and he's like making it seem I like. I think it can go both ways. I think you should have just replied and been like, said whatever was on your mind at that moment of him asking, like, can we reschedule? Mm-hmm. Um, personally, if I got the message, I wouldn't think it's a real question, like, no, we can't and, reschedule. Well, like, that's how I that's how I thought about it too. And partly, I was, like, trying to, like, think about what I was even going to say. I texted you, like, his <laughs> response, and I was like, what What am I supposed to do? Because I was already ready to go. And then I go, I reply a few minutes later. I'm like, I didn't realize you were asking a question. My friend came into town and asked to hang out tonight, and I told him I couldn't because you and I are already scheduled to hang out tonight. I wasn't trying to be petty. What if I was already at the place? Oh, his emoji is <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was already at the place we were supposed to meet at and I saw your message about you canceling? I then proceed to send him a screenshot of me having to cancel plans with one of my other Wow, friends. really? You sent a screenshot? Yes, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Just to show that I'm not lying because okay. that's like e- something okay. easy that somebody can be like, okay, you're lying. Yeah, yeah. So then he responds and then he says, then I would have came. That's what I'm saying, LOL. When I asked you, I wish you would just responded. It's neither here nor there, though. I have a phone call meeting tomorrow evening that hasn't been finalized yet, time-wise. Otherwise, I'm good to meet up. And then I reply, and I say, tomorrow's good. Sorry if you thought I was being petty. To be honest, I was about to reply before you replied again. I was just caught off guard because I was downstairs ready to call a lift when I saw your message. Then he says, understandable. You're good. Just what's clarifying. Then I say... For me, it was a little annoying because when I plan something, I follow through or at least tell someone if something comes up ahead of time. I was already (laughs) ready to go, but that's that. Let me know about tomorrow, though. I'm down to hang out. And then he replies and says, I understand your frustration. These are long-ass messages. No, it is. (laughs) He goes, I understand your frustration. My main reason in explaining my point was to point out to you that Wait, let me read that again. I understand your frustration. My main reason in explaining was to point out that you wouldn't have gotten so frustrated had you responded, I'm already dressed, when I asked you if it was a problem. I didn't know where you were in the process, which is why I asked instead of actually canceling. I had just gotten home from an unexpected outing with my friends and was getting dressed when I proposed the change. And then I say, got it. I'm sorry for not responding in a more timely manner. When I said, when you said, I know this is late, can we reschedule for tomorrow? It made it seem like you already had your mind made up that you wouldn't be able to make it. Had you asked me if I was already dressed, that would have been a better way to gauge how ready I was versus posing a suggestion to reschedule. And then that's that. So We still are communicating. <laughs> no, communication is key, but he just asked me what time we're thinking today answer so what should i say because he's still what like, time do you think i don't know eight again then say eight okay <laughs> all right it's not even that deep he's asking you a time just say a time all right i did all right but that's that's that so i don't know i don't know who's at fault in Actually, that situation what, what, what should i share the roommate story of what happened this week with you yeah okay okay well, you can finish, you? though. Well, that, that's it for me. I just wanted to ask y'all, like, who's at fault in that situation? Because I feel like I'm not in the wrong because I was ready to go and whatever. But y'all, y'all let me know.
But what's what's your... Okay, so I don't like my roommate. Let me preface by saying that. I think she's weird. She's <laughs> wasteful. <laughs> like, she uses plastic spoons, plastic plates, plastic cups, plastic everything. Like, she doesn't own an actual cup, which is surprising to me. I bought a Brita filter so she didn't have to, like, use a bunch of water bottles. That's nice of you. Yeah, it is, right? And she's like, oh, you know, thank you. I might use that and I'll keep buying water bottles. I was like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Anyway, so she's really weird about smells. Not, like, things that smell bad, just general smells. So, what day was this? This was on Tuesday. So she texts me. Mind you, we're both home at the same time. Like, she texts me this while we're both home in the same apartment. She goes, can you try to not leave the balcony door open? I'm sensitive to smell, and it tends to leave the apartment smelly. I was like... It was definitely when I came back and I never smell anything. So this is what she said that really got me. I was so confused. She said, it's just the mixture of indoor and outdoor smell. (laughs) Like, what does that mean? Honestly, if anyone out there is listening and can tell me what that means, please let me know because I'm confused. Indoor and outdoor smell. Not them separately, but the mixture. (laughs) Okay, so I said, I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> Me trying to, like, choose my words carefully and not escalate the situation. I have bad indoor allergies, and I'm sure you hear me sneezing often, and fresh air helps. It was stuffy, and there's no air circulation in the apartment. She goes, maybe not leaving it open in too long or turning on the AC. Mind you, it's 60 degrees outside, like 65 degrees outside. Why would I turn on the AC? The second you opened it, I smelt. Smelt is how she smelt <laughs> I smell to the outdoor air. You can tell when it's open. At least I can. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I said, well, I could keep it open for less time. Are you sure you didn't just hear me open the door and not smell it the second I opened it? She said, no, I smelt it and realized, not realized, and realized the balcony door was open. I said, okay, what do you do when you go outside? I'll keep it open for less time, though, if I need to open it. And this is the final statement I did not reply to because it's ridiculous. It's outdoor within indoor smell, not just outdoor. (laughs) What does that mean? Can someone please tell me what that means? I thought that was so ridiculous. I was trying to get fresh air. It was so stuffy inside. It was like 65 degrees outside. It felt nice. And she said it's indoor within outdoor smell. What does that mean? I don't know. But weren't you telling me that you feel like she's one of those people that has symptoms, but there's no symptoms present. (laughs) Like, she complains of all these symptoms and whatever is going on, but it's, like, fake. Because I, the other day I was washing my clothes, just, I use Tide Pods. I use a Tide Pod, wash my clothes, and she starts turning on the fans and everything, and she's like, it smells so, like, I can smell you washing your clothes, and I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, she's like, the smell is too much for me. Well, what were you washing, whites? Because bleach No, I, I wasn't, smell. I wasn't using bleach. Okay. I was washing regular colored clothes. I used one Tide Pod in that thing, and she was complaining of the smell. I was like, there's something wrong Strange. with you. Well, she was, like, nice. At first. I mean, it's not like she's mean or anything. It's just that she's just strange, you think? She's strange. And I told you, when she first moved in, I tried talking to her and being nice, but she, like, Ignored would look you. at me sideways and, like, why is this girl talking to me? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, in unpopular opinions for this week, do you have any? Mm, I was thinking, I don't like avocados. I think that's, that's it. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Really? Because Whenever I, used I to tell not like people it. that, they were like shocked. 
So you don't like guacamole? No. Well, I don't. That I like av- like straight up avocados more than I like guac. No. Like, I don't care. And when I eat like an avocado, it tastes like I'm eating butter. Like that. I mean, that, that makes sense. That makes na- sense. Like the thought of me just put, scooping butter and like putting it in my mouth. Ugh, it's nasty. Uh, what I do is I sprinkle. Each bite with um, sea salt. So you get a little bit of the salt flavor. It's like eating salted butter. (laughs) No, it's it's really good. Salted butter that's healthy for you. I mean, you might as well use it as butter because some people spread it on their toast. Some people buy for $12 avocado toast. What a scam. Yeah, that is a scam. An actual scam. (laughs) First of all, the bread is. Less than a dollar. The avocado's a dollar. Avocado's like one dollar if right. you buy a really big one. Maybe two dollars if it's most, like organic. Whoa. So three dollars. What are you paying for? Twelve dollars avocado toast. Know. Get out of here. Oh, that'll be that'll be my unpopular opinion for next week. Talking about the whole vegan craze. <laughs> but my unpopular opinion for the week, our favorite corporate holiday. Valentine's Day. Every what a scam. holiday is a corporate holiday. What a Christmas, scam. Thanksgiving, Fourth of July. Well, for Valentine's Day, I think that Valentine's Day is a scam. Why is it that there's one day in a year where people in relationships feel like they have to celebrate their love? For- I think it's cute. I think it's like a fun thing. I don't think it's only for relationships. Like when I was growing up, at least my mom would always buy me and my sisters like cute little Valentines, like chocolate boxes no, and shit. cards and say <laughs> like happy Valentine's Day. I think it's just like a day to celebrate love. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, every holiday in America is very corporate. Right. Um, I just don't like it. It forces guys especially to like feel like they have to put on this whole show just to impress no, their No, I feel like it depends on what type of relationship you're in. Because there are people who go totally all out, but there's people who are fine just sitting down and having a simple dinner or like watching a movie together. Like It doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just like about spending time with people that you love. Right. I mean, I just, I just don't like it. Like... If it was me, I'd maybe make Watch, my own. Watch, once you're in a relationship, no. you might feel different. No, and I'm, I know for sure that I'm not one person that's like, get. I don't even want, like, t- flowers and chocolate and all this stupid, silly stuff. I don't care about any of that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all of that stuff is dumb. I feel like Okay, people what about in, anniversaries? Well, I think that's something that you should celebrate. Same with the birthday. It's Anniversary works the same way, in my opinion. Okay. Anniversary <laughs> is not like some made-up Okay, holiday. but you would get like the same gifts on your no, anniversary. No, you wouldn't. I think anniversary okay, you, okay, has to be nicer. Okay, flowers, chocolates, those are things you could also get on your no, anniversary. No, that's, that's cheap. Like for an oh, anniversary, God. especially that's if you've cheap? been married or together for a while, each year the gift has to improve a little bit really? more. Really? I think so. Like, do you expect the same gift? So that you... when you're 80 years old, you're oh, gonna you have be to go going... all out. You have to go all out. <laughs> be walking that. with your cane, going oh, yeah. to do. Well, that's ridiculous. You have to go all out for 80. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. But oh my gosh. I feel like guys that have girlfriends that don't expect a lot for Valentine's Day, they get shit on because their other friends are like, "Oh, that's all you did." Like, really? Yes. I, by who? I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I never look at a couple and be like, oh, they didn't do this or that, or they only did this for Valentine's Day. Like, the guy must have not thought about it or anything like that. Like, I was on the bus the other day, and this guy was, I think he was a football player, so I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was really cute. He was sitting with his friends, and he was reading this poem that he had wrote for his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I thought that was so cute. That's not even, like, a huge thing where it's, like, going all out and doing this stuff. If someone wrote me a poem and read it to me, like, I would probably start crying. Really? And think that's, like... I don't believe it's that. It's just so thoughtful. I don't, I feel like you were one of those bougie people that expect a big teddy bear, a big show, a, a diamond what ring. What am I doing with a teddy bear? I hate when people... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly... I, I'm the type of person who I would rather have, like, my choice of what I receive as a gift, mm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I'm probably going to be the person who picks out my engagement ring or go shopping with him a couple of times. To, to make like, sure oh, that... Oh, I, I, really I really like, like this, this one. one. Wow, can I try that on? That looks so good on my hand. But we're not going to buy it that day. But once you pop that question... Yeah, I that better, better be, be the ring. I better be seeing that in the box. <laughs> Because, no, I don't like when people, like, give me whatever they think I might like. Because half, no, like, 90% of the time, I don't like it. Really? Well, that's good. I like that. Like, if someone read me a poem and, like, we just went out to eat or, like, took a walk or something and just spent quality time together, I think I, it depends on your love language. I really value quality time. That's good. Time, Time is a really, you know important thing that we don't have a lot of especially as we continue working you don't have as much time as you would like to spend with each other but if he also wants to give me like money to go on a shopping spree that'd be that's cool. fine too that'd be cool i like picking out my own stuff i think it's I'm easier just... for the guy to know exactly what to get but some girls like want to be impressed so much that they're like oh i want a scavenger hunt i want roses set out and candles I and i think when you get that stuff, it's nice and surprising, but I don't, I wouldn't be like, oh, I expect a scavenger hunt, because that's so much work to go through. Mm-hmm. You have to go around places, plant clues, come up with all the clues, make sure it all goes together, and, like, have something big at the end. I don't know. I, I think I would like that. It's not something I would necessarily expect. Right. That's, I wasn't expecting that answer from you, but. Really? <laughs> yes, I thought you were like, I want a teddy bear. I want. See, I think people get the right, wrong idea about what I would want, like, as a gift. I people don't know think if I just. No, people think you're bougie. Jake was telling me that, yeah, you have. Bougie. Jake has never met me. <laughs> You have, like, bougie-ish friends. I was like, Jake has I never guess. met me. I Maybe guess. I like bougie food and, like, going out to eat at nice places, but I don't know. I don't it. know why people think that. Like, I've heard that at least three times from different <laughs> from different friends. I don't know. I guess it's just a vibe that I give I off. I guess. Is that a good vibe to give off? I don't know. It might not be. So what's, Nikki, what is our main topic for today? Today we're going to be talking about sex. Let's Love, talk about sex. Baby. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, we're going to talk about sex, relationships, or, mm-hmm. like, Nigerian taboos about this kind of stuff and what our parents did talk to us about and did not talk to us about. Right. Mostly not talking to right. us about it. I didn't get anything. I had to learn everything myself. Yeah, my parents never... Well, I wouldn't say never, but barely talked to me about sex. When my mom did talk to me about sex, it was like, don't have sex. All boys want. They want to have sex with you. Really? Don't have sex. It was never like how does sex happen? What is protection? Yes, like, I remember ne- in third grade. Never I w- about that. Stuff. Like you would see movies with people like doing stuff under the covers, and I w- I was always confused. I was like, what are they doing? Why are they breathing so hard whenever <laughs> they're done with whatever they're doing? So I was in the lunch line one day, and I asked this boy. I was like, what is sex? <laughs> <laughs> Do you talk like that? I, didn't, I mean, in what is the, sex? The, the little kid voice in me—that's how I imagine oh myself my sounding. God. I was like, "What? What is sex?" And then he goes, "You know, when they do it." And I was like, "Do, do what?" what? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, "What exactly are, is happening?" Because 
I I was I just felt like because he, my parents never talked to us about sex, like I was just never. confused. Like, what is happening? I remember one time my mom talked about it to me. I was much older though. I think this was more recently. Like, so you got probably, the talk. Not even fully. It was like, don't have sex. I remember one time, I think, because my parents always ask me if I have a boyfriend. They always ask me if I have a boyfriend. Like, can't relate. So, <laughs> it's so annoying. And they always think I'm lying to them when I say no. I, I would believe that, I would I would take your parents' side. Because okay, for somebody whatever. that's like, do I have a boyfriend? Really pretty and doesn't have a boyfriend, I was like, something's wrong. Justin, do I have a boyfriend? Mm, kind of. No, I don't. <laughs> See, if right now my mom called me, I said I don't have a boyfriend. She said, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. What do you mean? Am I sure? Do you think your parents think you're having sex? I, I don't know. Hmm. I hope not. Whatever. Let them think what they want to But do. one time my mom was talking to me. I must have been 16, 17, or 18. And she was saying, don't have sex. And she's like, it, it's not even that great. It only lasts like 10 minutes or something. Oh, damn. Your like... dad isn't doing something wrong. <laughs> She's like, it's not worth it. Afterwards, you'll be thinking bad about yourself and blah, 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 blah. Wait till marriage. Like, never about what sex is, Mm -hmm. how it happens, how to be safe about it. It was just don't have sex, don't have a boyfriend. And then when I get to college, where's your boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, no, I don't have a boyfriend. How do you expect me to go from don't talk to boys, don't touch them, nothing, and then you want me to have a boyfriend? Where's your man at? Like, what is the correlation between those two? There's no correlation. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like I was so scared in high school to talk to guys or anything, like, that my parents would find out or something. So it's like, how do I transition from that to, like, having a boyfriend? Right, being away from them and... Living your own life. Honestly, they traumatized me. Hmm. Any questions for me? Are there any questions you want me to ask you? <laughs> no. Are you? It feels like you're scared to ask me stuff. Why would I be scared to I ask don't know. you stuff? I don't know. But yeah, my parents growing up, we never they never talked about sex at all. Like with us. Like it was to the point where I was like googling for myself, like what <laughs> this is, because I remember like like the boys would talk about like boners and stuff, and what? I was like, this terminology is not familiar. <laughs> So I would go to the internet and search all these terms, and then it redirected me to a Wikipedia page, and then I was like, what is that? And I, was, <laughs> I was shook. So the internet is really what taught me everything when it comes to just, I guess, growing up at the same time and learning, and the internet is how like I I'm versed on everything. Stuff, yeah, Which is crazy. Yeah. Actually, one time when I was 12, I did have a boyfriend. Oh, you did? Yeah, when I was 12 or 13. A real boyfriend? I guess. What does that even mean? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was a real person. Interesting. And I think I remember one time he, like, called me a prude. A prude? A prude. And I didn't know what that meant at all. So, like, I Googled what, like, prude meant. And, like, there's some, like, formal definition of it. And I replied saying... Oh, I'm not. I don't even know what the formal definition. <laughs> I'm about to look is. up what the definition. <laughs> but I replied is. some stupid reply, like about whatever the formal definition is. Not like a sexual prude, not wanting to do anything. And he was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know what you sent him." Because according to this page, it says prude, a person who is or claims to be easily shocked by matters relating to sex or nudity. I don't know. Ten years ago, the internet gave me a different <laughs> definition. <laughs> Whatever. But I was like, I don't even know what this means. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. I, I didn't know what any of that stuff meant. Yeah. And I feel like the boys in this generation are far more advanced 
than we were when we Definitely. were 12. Because they have the internet. Like, we didn't have a smart... <laughs> when I was 12, there was no smartphone. Mm. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a smartphone. There were no smartphones. I did use the internet. I remember it was on my tiny little, like, <laughs> one-inch screen. I, like, pressed down so many times to scroll down on, like, MySpace or whatever. So <laughs> revolutionary. We thought that that was high tech. When you had data? Yeah. Oh, you have data? Bless. Oh, my gosh. Bless what? up. Bless up for data. Data was wild. But have you ever seen your parents, like, kiss or anything like yeah, that? Yeah. Like, um, sometimes if my dad is going to work or my mom is going somewhere, they're, like, peck on the lips before they leave. That's wild. I've, like, seen my parents kiss, like, one time. In your entire in life? In my entire... I think that's weird. 22-year-old life. But my parents, like, they're really good friends. Like, I can see that they talk a lot to each other. You mm-hmm. know, like, some couples, like... I don't know if it's just, like, white couples or what. But, like, they don't really talk. They're like, oh, hi, honey. How was work? How are the kids? Did you take them to soccer practice? You know, like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They don't really have, like, conversations. My parents talk to each other all the time. Same. Always all on the phone. All the time. Always gossiping about other Nigerians. Of co- oh, of course. Their favorite pastime. <laughs> but <laughs> Whose child did what? Whose school they're going to. Blah, blah, what's blah. their job, career, etc. But my parents, I have seen them kiss... Like, a lot. Like, Literally, like, I only remember one time. So. That's strange. Do you think they did that to, for y'all to not see any sexual things? Maybe. I mean, they must have had sex. They had a lot of children. I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's strange. Like, to not show affection with a hug? I don't feel like... I feel like they just never show, like, public displays of affection at all. I remember even... I was I always wondered never thought about my parents actually having sex. Me either. So like never That's the such thought a wild never to me. crossed my mind. <laughs> so there's this one day my mom was sitting on the couch and I think I was like maybe in sixth grade. I go to her and I go, Are you sexually active? What? <laughs> my mom would have slapped me. And then <coughs> my mom <laughs> My mom turns to me and she goes, Iraru which in Igbo means you're stupid. <laughs> Because I, I really wanted to know, because the thought never crossed my mind, do my, do my parents have sex anymore now that they don't have any more kids? I thought they like had sex to have kids. And then After the kids it. are born, they never have sex again. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think my parents have sex. So I was curious, and I asked that. Did she answer your question? No, she said, I'm stupid. That's and then, it? That's it. And then my sister turned to me, and she goes, why would you ask that? Honestly, why would you ask that? I was so stupid. That's like so funny. My, my parents also do this thing when I ask them questions that they don't want to answer. They really don't answer a lot of my questions. I don't know if your parents are like that. No, they are. They're like, if I ask them, when I was growing up, I maybe in their eyes, I was deviant. Like, sometimes I would ask them why I need to do something because it wouldn't make sense to me. Because mm-hmm. some things they ask you to do, it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't or some make things sense. they say don't make sense at all. So I would ask my parents why, which is a normal thing to actually ask your parents. But, like, Nigerian parents take it as you're disrespecting them, undermining them. My word is my word. Do not second guess it. My parents always say, because Y has a long tail. So what does that mean, because Y has a long tail? You know the letter Y has a long tail. I was like, is this your, is this your answer they're to little, my question? They're little proverbs that they throw at oh, us. Oh, God. So I couldn't ask them anything. If, I, if they didn't want to answer, they'd just say, because why has a long tail or go away or something I like hate that. that. Like, even when I ask my mom a simple question, like, where's where's the butter? And then she'll reply, on my head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't you just tell me she, like, that's on when my she's head? Annoyed. That's when if I, my mom answers like that, that's how you know that oh, she's annoyed. Sometimes I'll ask my mom if there's, like, something to eat or something, I don't know, something regarding regarding food she like eat me oh. eat my head oh, oh. <laughs> like what which does that can, mean which can translate to a lot of things but 
I don't know. Oh, like, what does Even, that mean? Like, I remember in 2004. Um, every, 2004, yes, exactly. I, yes, I remember. Because this is wow. the year that Ellen was hosting the Oscars. And for anybody that knows um, Nigerians or Africans in general, they're very homophobic. So At as we were, West Africans. Yes, Let's West Africans. That. Let me just speak for them. Um, we were watching the Oscars and Ellen was hosting. And my mom was laughing at all her jokes. But then my mom would stop after a second and then she would go, she's a punk. What? <laughs> Which, a punk? Yeah, a lot. Like a lot of Nigerians or Africans use the word punk to use in reference to gay people. Like, really, I've yeah. never heard that. You never heard that no. punk? Well, it's. And then I would ask my mom, "What is punk?" And she would. The voice she did, you used. <laughs> I'd be like, "That's the little childish voice that I use. I don't know why I use that, but I was like, what is punk?'" And she didn't answer my question. And they don't like speaking about things that are like real or like no. I don't know. And even those Cialis commercials, they'd be like, "If your erectile dysfunction lasts longer than six hours, call a doctor." And I remember turning to my mom and going, "What is erectile dysfunction?" And then my mom turns to my dad, and then they're silent. I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why are you so afraid to talk to us about these things?" Like, I think they think it'll give you ideas. I think that. Because my parents sometimes they think that some people like white people are whispering in my ear, planning ideas. Yeah, plotting about, seeds like, of doubt. Or they'd whatever. be like, "Who taught you this?" I'm like, "No one taught me this. I'm just doing something a regular child was doing." I think someone's coming to plant evilness in my ear. I don't know. It's strange. And <laughs> I noticed that it's like a lot of times about white. If you have <laughs> white friends, white it'd be person... like your white friends are telling you to do this or to do that, which isn't like, true. They're not. I have a mind of my own. It's very true. No, the gay thing, mm-hmm. but not the word punk. I remember when my grandma was living with us Uh-oh. at our house mm-hmm. like a few years ago i think they were watching anderson cooper oh, one of my great. friends was also there <laughs> and they're watching which like an african friend mm-hmm. okay yeah of course they don't have any <laughs> other friends <laughs> um but they're watching anderson cooper and they're talking about like how he's been on tv for a very long time is like mm-hmm. very famous and my mom turns to her mom she's like but he's a gay <laughs> And so? And I was like, what? <laughs> the way she, she said it just to undermine, like, everything. But he's a gay. Oh, man. I was like, and? and? So that, what, what does that, that like, mean? What does that have to do with his fame or anything? Like, him having his show and everything. I was like, what is going that's on? That's so strange. Th- that's very similar. So, you know Don Lemon, the black dude on CNN? Mm-hmm. My mom thinks he's so handsome. Every time he would pop up on the screen, my mom would be like, oh, Don Lemon. He's <laughs> so sassy. You're like, what is sassy? <laughs> like, she loved Don Lemon. And then it was like a couple years ago, he came out as gay. And then my mom is like, he's a punk. And she hated him after that. So one of my aunts... She probably felt some type of way for thinking a gay man is, like, attractive. Right. So one of my aunts, I guess she's a little bit more progressive, came over. And they were watching CNN. And Don Lemon came on the screen. And my aunt was... She knew that Don Lemon was gay. But she's like, oh, he he's very handsome. And then my mom doesn't change the fact of him being handsome at all. And then my mom goes, "He's a gay." (laughs) And then my mom, uh, my aunt was like, "So the reason you don't like him is because he's a gay." And my mom, my mom didn't say anything after that. But yes. But yes, basically, (laughs) is the answer. But speak. It's funny that you brought up Anderson Cooper because for New Year's, every time I'm home, we don't do anything like, fun for New Year's. I don't go to parties. Oh, my goodness. I don't, is that, like, a thing? They want to, like, keep you in the house for New Year's? I think, I guess, I get what they're saying. Like, as a family, to start off the New Year, the whole family should be but together. But the thing is, 
it was so crazy to me. As I got older, like, I wanted to go, like, spend it with my friends or mm-hmm. do something else. My parents were like, why? You don't want to be with your family. You don't like your family. You want to run away from your them, family. Which is not true. I'm like, that's not true. It's just that we're not doing anything. We're sitting down here in the living room, not talking to each other. <laughs> watching other watching people have fun. TV, and then, yay, happy and, new year. No. And then we drink sparkling apple <laughs> cider and then go to sleep. What What am I staying at home for? Exactly. Like, that's not fun at all. I have a whole story for that, but oh, today God. is not the day. But every year, my family and I, we watched CNN's coverage of the new, new Year's special. So typically, it was always Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper who hosted the event. So every year, somehow, like, as my parents are watching, um, they'll be looking at Anderson Cooper because they know Anderson Cooper is gay. And then my dad would be like, look at him. He's a gay. <laughs> Why? Why do you have so much hatred? I don't know. Like, I, over what? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like the the culture over there is, like, God, so toxic when it comes so, to that so issue. So many things. Honestly, we're going to have many episodes about, like, oh, toxic yeah. things in Nigeria. Oh, yeah. So many like, issues. Like, no gay issue is brought up, but the mere fact that Anderson Cooper is gay makes them, like, mad or something. And, like, uncomfortable. Like, why are they watching this right. man? Like... And then, um, you know who Andy Cohen is? hmm So, Kathy Griffin got fired from hosting the New Year's thing after she held up that Trump severed head. <laughs> so, a lot of networks blacklisted her. So, they replaced her with... Um, Andy Cohen Mm -hmm. and my parents didn't know that Andy Cohen is gay which I don't get how you don't know that I don't think (laughs) they have gaydars they don't they just hear that someone's gay and then they're like automatically turned off from that exactly so my my mom was asking my sister is he a gay and then my mom was like yeah and then she goes that is his boyfriend no (laughs) (laughs) is that how they think the world works yes I don't know it's like, it's annoying oh because that, that gets brought up every single New Year's. Like, okay, Every and New Year's? Every oh, New Year's. Wow, somehow it gets brought up. Like, when Don Lemon, like, they're drinking in on Bourbon Street and, like, showing you live coverage of what's going on, my dad would be like, is that a gift for his boyfriend? What? <laughs> like, it's just very strange and annoying. Oh, my goodness. I have a story kind of relating to that, but different. There, my mom was talking to me. I guess me and my sisters fight a lot. She's talking about that. She's like, "Why aren't you closer to your sisters and this family? Like other families, like all the siblings, they talk and know everything about each other." And she's like, "You know, one of my friends, um, her daughter. I guess they weren't friends on Facebook. Like my parents on. Well, my mom's on Facebook and we're mm-hmm. friends on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But I don't post anything interesting on Facebook. Because right. she was talking about how." Um, one of her friend's daughters um, had gotten married. She's gay. And she's Nigerian? Yes. Mm-hmm. So she'd gotten married and didn't tell her mom, like, didn't tell her parents okay. about it. And, oh, like, somehow, wow. like, you know, like, things get out and around. Mm-hmm. Somehow, someone told the my mom's friend that her daughter was getting married, and she was, like, an uproar and in disbelief. Oh, wow. She was like, This no, it can't be my daughter. My daughter like uh, is getting my married. daughter. My daughter. How? A gay. Uh, like she's No, it can't she, be. She was like, this can't be, this can't be happening. But she like finds out, she like talks to her um other kids who like, do you know that your sister's gay? And they're like, Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah we've and? known. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a secret to them, but like it's 
there's that toxic culture. Like oh, yeah. you can't tell your parents like to, anything. That's, I think that's sad to, to not like, even tell your parents that you're getting married. But I think there's certain ways to go about doing things. Like, but I think after that, my mom was saying that like she didn't really talk to her daughter. So I, oh, I, so under- like, I understand. Her? Like, I guess, but I understand why. I guess she didn't tell her. That's sad. It is really sad. I understand her not telling her, but I think there's certain ways to go about doing things. I would come out to my parents before I would get married. Like, if they don't accept you then, then, then you yeah. can go on and live your life. But to, like, keep that a secret and then get married so it's a complete... Like, it's your like parents a lot could of, have a heart yeah. attack from that. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, that's true. It's I, But I guess she must have felt that uncomfortable to right. not be able to tell her. Yeah, parents. every situation is different. Some yeah. parents, I feel like are more supportive and some yeah. parents aren't. I think she had posted about it on Facebook or something and that's how it like that's got terrible. out. That's terrible. That's uh, terrible, honestly. Yeah. They need to learn how to use technology. <laughs> oh, for, well, they're learning with WhatsApp and... Oh, WhatsApp. WhatsApp. <laughs> My parents say WhatsApp. I was like, what is that? WhatsApp. I'm like, what's WhatsApp? They, they can't download WhatsApp. I'm trying to ta- like type in W-H-A-Z-A-P-P. <laughs> I was like, nothing's coming up. What are you if, talking about? If y'all and then are... they spell it for me. I was like, do you mean what? WhatsApp. Right. If y'all are confused, WhatsApp is a app like that international international app. calling app where you get to text and call people that live in other countries. So if y'all have like foreign like families or cousins in another country, they y'all probably, are probably use it. like familiar with it's it. It's so much better than the calling cards. Did you have to do calling? I cards never used one, but my parents used to use them all the time. You didn't have to call the numbers out for your parents. They're no. too small for my parents to use. So <laughs> I have to say two, one, four. For, like, I have to call it the whole number or write it down in huge letters for my parents. Annoying. Oh, my goodness. When my grandma used to live with me and my dad's mom, every, I was in, I think it was in elementary school, and every day I would come home, she would have me, first I would microwave her rice and oh stew. <laughs> and I, every day. And then I would come home on the landline, you know, landlines. Mm-hmm. Back the dinosaurs. do the calling card, dial the number, ring, ring, ring. It's like, okay, enter your number. Zero, one, one, two, three, four. Two, three, four. Oh, it was such a process. And then it would ring. What's the ringtone like? It's like, it's like a two. It's like, bring, 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 bring. I don't know, it's some weird ringtone. And then they answer, hello. And they're screaming. Hello. They're screaming as loud as they can because the reception is so terrible. It's so terrible. I'm like, they're like, yes. I'm here. I'm like, okay, hold on. Hold on. Please don't hang up. Hold on. Like, just to talk to somebody in another country, they would be screaming on the screaming phone. Screaming oh because the reception is terrible. I finally give it to my grandma. And like five minutes later, she comes. It, it cuts. The line cuts. And I have to do this whole process again. over and over oh, again. And then you lose money. Like, the mm-hmm. calling cards would be like $5, but you lose money like that if it, the line up cut. Minutes. Yeah. The line cut, you lose like 20 minutes. Oh my goodness. It's so Trash. crazy. But it's amazing how technology has changed to the point where that is like I, people anymore. are using it less. Like at our store, um, for those of y'all that don't know, my parents own a Nigerian or an African grocery store. So we sell calling cards and a lot of the customers aren't buying that as much. They're terrible. Yeah. They're buying like a different system where you get to load. Oh, there's onto also um, what is it like box? Bo- Bo- box box revolution. revolution. That's what I think. It is. My parents say box revolution. They say box revolution. <laughs> Honestly, whenever they tell me these things, I'm so confused. Like I think it's something else. Oh no! They say box revolution. <laughs> I'm used to it at this point. Like, it's box revolution. Yeah, it's the and most then popular. They say WhatsApp. 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 I saw it on WhatsApp. 
Like, I hate that what's up because my mom finds all these crazy they might, videos. They send us conspiracy videos every day. <laughs> what was that conspiracy theory I told you about that my mom sent? It, it was about, like, leaving water, a water bottle in your car will give you cancer. cancer. They love things that will give you cancer. I don't know. My parents sent me no, some crazy No, I remember things. another one. There was this thing that said that if you don't, if you use the microwave, it'll give you cancer. So my mom will say, I will stop us from using the microwave at once. And I was like, how? <laughs> how? And then when we do use the microwave for dire con- dire circumstances, <laughs> my mom will tell us to put a plastic cover over our food to protect us from the radiation that No, I remember one time I was like looking into the microwave to see how my food was doing or something. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm what dead. do you mean? I just want to see if it's like... I don't know, bubbly. I think it was like oatmeal or something. So I didn't want it to like bubble over. Yeah. And she said, you're going to get cancer. Oh my God. I said, get cancer from looking inside the microwave. Just this one instance will give me cancer. Everything will give, they think everything gives you cancer. (laughs) Wow. Oh my God. Justin, do you know what a Yoruba demon is? No, what is a Yoruba demon? Basically, a Yoruba demon is a Yoruba man of Nigeria. Okay, for those of y'all that are confused, let me preface. So Yoruba is a tribe in Nigeria. There are like three main tribes, Igbo, which is uh, Nikki and I, Yoruba, and then Hausa. So those are the three biggest tribes But there's in also like a good amount of other Yeah, there's tribes. a whole lot of other tribes, but those are like the three main ones. So anyway, Yoruba demons are these men who are basically Casanovas and will like trick you into falling in love with them, like tell you you're a beautiful princess, a queen, diamond of their eye, mosquito of their net, (laughs) and whatever else. And then, like, out of nowhere, they'll turn around and leave you and, like, crying and break your heart and whatnot. I was actually listening to Jesus and Jalef, and they were talking about one of their friends who, like, went to Nigeria over Christmas time. Mm -hmm. You know, Christmas time is crazy in Nigeria. (laughs) Yeah, you went, actually, during Christmas time this year. And apparently she found this guy. She's like, I'm going to marry this guy. She comes back to the States, and then, like, I think she goes back to Nigeria, and, like, within three months, they're engaged. Wow. And he, like, moves to the U.S., and they're, like, I think they start living together or something. And then one day, like, she comes home. And he's gone. Oh shit! He he like got her paper, got his papers. Uh-huh. Like you know, they're about to get married. Got his papers. Mm-hmm. I guess for a green card or something. Right. And left. Took everything. Left. Wow. Was gone. You're a demon. So basically, I think this was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. At my family, we do Christmas together, like on my mom's side. And Nikki has a huge family. Too big. Oh. <laughs> but on my mom's side, we get together during the holidays. And my cousin, I don't he's, like, a partier. All he does is party. It's very annoying. But um, he brought, like, a bunch of his friends to this family event. It was very strange. But we were talking, and he's just talking about, like, our love lives and whatnot. He's, like, he had a thing for one of my friends. And I was, like, I'm not setting up with her. You're a fuckboy. Like, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Nikki knows. I was, like, I will not do that to her. You shall not be burned. I will not. And he's, like, come on, come on. I'll set you up with one of my friends. And then he, like, calls over one of his friends and, like, introduces me to this guy. And I was, like, I, I was, like, hi. But I really didn't care to talk to him at all. And I did not care to <laughs> talk to him at all. That was the least that you could do. Hi. Hi. And, and? leave. <laughs> Get out of my face. Because I was, like, if he's friends with you, he's a fuckboy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But at the end of this thing, when we're about to leave, um, you know, they go late. It's probably, like, 2 a.m. or something. He, like, stops and, like, talks to me. And then, like, I give him my phone number. Okay. 
So, but I didn't really, like, I wasn't really planning on starting anything. I was about to go back to Austin in a few weeks anyway. So, um, we were hanging out with my cousin a few times, and this is, like, his best friend. So, like, I would always see this guy. Um, this guy would start texting me, and, like, one day he, like, FaceTiming me. We talked for, like, three hours. Three hours? On the phone. Really? <laughs> like, see, I, he got you. He, got, he you. got me. I'm telling you. But I was, like, I kept telling my cousin, I was, like, I'm not, like, gonna pursue this. Like, I'm not. And then one day we were going, I think, I was at my cousin's house and live in Irving. So it was a good drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are gonna go to the movies with some of our other cousins, a lot of us. And this guy is coming along. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I can't really do anything about it. And he, like, texts me. He's like, oh, save me a seat in the movie, like, when I see you there. I was like, <laughs> why would I save you a seat? Like, what I'm are you good. talking about? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, anyway, we, like, ended up started talking and, like, hanging out a lot mm-hmm. over, like, the next two weeks. And I was, like, not expecting this. So he was, like, he's fine boy, you know, fine boy. But actually, he was, like, okay, but he's tall. So okay. I gave him extra points. Which is another topic for another day. He was, like, 6'4". I'm telling you, he was tall. Move over, nice guys. Short guys finished last two, just saying. Anyway. Anyway, he was tall, fine boy. So I was, like, all for it, whatever. You know what? If an opportunity presents, I'm not going to completely run away from it. It's coming to the time where it's about time to go back to school, right? He, like, goes to UTD. Well, he's graduating now. He went to UTD. I'm in Austin. And so I was like, okay, it's, it's coming to a point, but he's being, like, kind of distant about it. Like, not answering sometimes or be like, oh, I'm busy doing this or whatever. The beginning of the end. Just saying. And I, at that point, I was really done. I was about to leave. I was like, I'm leaving, like, two days. If you don't want to talk anymore, that's fine, whatever. He's like, no, no, no. Like, let's get lunch today. Like, right now, let's get lunch. And, like, let's talk about it. So we're sitting, we go to Cheddar's, and we're there for, like, three hours. I don't know, we're just sitting there talking. Like, we got our food, we ate, and we sat there for, like, another two hours. Um, and then it was a, we were talking about, like, oh, how is this going to work? Is it going to work? I was basically like, I don't really see this working because the way you're acting now and then me being in Austin, like, being far away. And he was like, oh, no, no. And he's telling me about, like, this relationship that he had got out of and how he had, like, trust issues and was hurt by this relationship. And I was like, okay, that's not me. And if you knew this, why do... You were pursuing me for, like, a week. You were pursuing exactly. me. Exactly. You were, like, talk. you were talking to me. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. You. It was all you. And now you're coming and being like, oh, I have trust issues. Like, this girl, she really broke my heart. I was like, then why did you talk to me? Like, honestly... And it was funny, as we were leaving the place, finally leaving, he, I was, I left with the impression that we weren't going to continue this thing. Mind <laughs> you, this is the impression that I left with. And I was about to get in my car, and he's like, oh, can I have a hug? And I was like, uh, what? I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, do we just have two different conversations? Like, you're telling me about your, it. I was like, you're telling it. me about your ex, how you have trust issues, and now, like, you give me this hug, he's like, so when am I going to see you again? Uh-huh. I was like... See the record scratch it. <laughs> see me again. No. You will not. <laughs> Never. I was like, uh, uh, I really, I don't even remember what I said. Then he's like, I want to see you again, blah, blah, blah. So I go back to Austin mm-hmm. and then we keep talking a little bit and then out of nowhere he just stops talking to me. And then my birthday is like kind of after break, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And I remember talking to my cousin, like, a few couple weeks after. Like, he said happy birthday to me, and then pretty soon after that, we just stopped talking. Damn. Stopped talking. But I didn't really, like, I wasn't like, oh, hey. Hurt like I wasn't hurt or anything. And I was talking to my cousin, he's like, what? Like, I thought you guys were doing well, the whole long distance thing or whatever. I was like, is that what he told you? Like, <laughs> I was like, is that what he told you? This guy that you hang out with every day. You think that we're, like, together now? I was like, this is crazy. Mm. This is... I was like, he hasn't talked to me in weeks. I was like, honestly, he's a Yoruba demon. Yoruba demon. Yoruba demon. He's a Stay twin. Stay away. Beware, everybody. Do you know the, like, classic twin um, Yoruba names? Um, you might have Fola- heard. de. <laughs> no. <laughs> I- Ayo? Ayo is, no, is Ayo No, the one? twin names. So, I think it's Kainde and Taiwo. Oh, tu- Ta- I thought Taiwo. it was Tunde. No, the oh. twin names, so like Mm-mm. Taiwo and Kehinde. So his name, but he goes by Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh. If you're listening to this, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Which he's probably um, And then his brother's twin is Taiwo. And they also have like biblical twin names, oh. like Paul and Peter or mm. whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Yoruba demons. If you're out there, if you're Nigerian, you already know about these Yoruba demons. If you're not Nigerian and uh, you come across a guy, his name is Fola. Uh, <laughs> what are the names? <laughs> Ola, I don't know, Deji, Babatunde, whatever, Tunde, <laughs> Fola, Funi, whatever. Beware. If, beware. If they tell you they're Yoruba, run. Stay woke. <laughs> to block that number. Do not talk to the guy again. He will. He'll ruin your credit. He'll ruin your credit. <laughs> He'll try and get a green card from you. Just don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do Save it. Save the energy. Save your Please. sanity. Get too. yourself an Evo man. Please. That's what I We're the best, done. honestly. Shut Just up. saying. But I'm not with the tribal stuff, so none of y'all come at me. <laughs> um, anyway, so our next segment is for um, listener questions. So you guys can send um, us messages about anything that's going on in your lives that you would like us to address on air. And as always, if you wish, um, just let us know if you'd like us to keep it anonymous, keep your name anonymous. And our contact for, I guess, the letters is at uh, Polar Opposites Pod. You can DM us and send us your message that way. Or our email. Which will be on the Instagram also. Right. So our first letter we have. I'm just going to make up names for these people. Can you make up a name? This is a girl. Abby. Abby. This is from Abby. Alright. So she goes. I've known something about my good friend that he hasn't shared with me. He's trans. It's a super well kept secret. And I feel like the reason he hasn't shared with me is because he thinks I'll judge him. She says she really won't judge him. And her attentions are to be there for him. She says, up to what point should I stay quiet about it slash ask him about it? I want to be supportive and be a genuine friend as much as I can, but each time there's a thought in the back of my mind that I can't shake and I feel he doesn't trust me. Is there a line crossed if I do ask him about it? I think Ooh. this is a hard question that there's not necessarily a right or wrong answer to, mm-hmm. but personally, I don't think that you should ask him about it. Um, I think that if he's ready... He'll tell you if it's something that he's willing to share and wants to come out about it. I believe that, like, you shouldn't out people. Uh, I, I That's agree. my belief. I agree. What, what else do you think about that? Um, I think that's a delicate subject as well <clears throat> because it might be something that he really thinks that nobody thinks or knows about, but may, maybe some people do. I would say play the waiting game, and if y'all are good enough friends, eventually... He'll um, he'll feel comfortable enough to tell you. Or maybe a situation will happen where they'll just figure it out in yeah, a night. Yeah, and maybe 
they really just don't want to tell anyone. They're not ready for anyone to know. Right. Especially in this day and age, like, the whole trans thing is, like... It's really sensitive. I think it's always been a sensitive subject, mm-hmm. even though it is coming more to light in our society now. Um, it's still very sensitive. It might be something that they don't want their family to know about. Right. Certain people, if they're in college or, like, employers, there's so many things that go into it. I mean, I don't have any personal experience with this, um, but I think you should really respect their wishes to not disclose it to you. Right, if that's the vibe that you're getting from them. I think that eventually they will, um, they will, you know. Yeah, I don't even think it's about trust. I know you mentioned that you feel like they can't trust you. It may not be about that. They may trust you very much, but they might just not be comfortable sharing this stuff. Right, the only way or reason I would intervene is if you're noticing that they're not right yeah, if then, it's affecting them in some other way, other than you, them just not telling you, then maybe you can bring it up in a nuanced way, yeah. something that's not just like, oh, I know you're trans. Right, because even for me, like, if I go along, like, a really long period without talking to Nikki, whether that be by phone call or text, she would know that something is up, and usually, yeah. like, she'll reach out, and usually something is up, so. Um, so, if. Like, know your friendship, um, know how close you guys are, and just respect that line, though. Yeah. Respect it. If if it's coming up in a conversation, maybe you can talk about trust, how much how much you trust the person, um, how you feel like you can tell them anything. But if it doesn't come out then, then maybe they just don't want to share it. And I think that sometimes things are meant to be kept to someone's self. Right. And maybe that'll be something that you always know in the back of your mind, and maybe it never gets addressed, and that's fine. As long as I feel like you guys know where you are in your friendship, something like that wouldn't matter. But whenever he is ready to tell you, he'll tell you. Yeah, and I don't think you should hold it against them. Yeah, for sure. That was a good question. Thanks, Um, Abby. That was a good question. (laughs) Do you want to read the next one? Sure. Okay. So they prefaced this. this one, what should we call this person? Um, We'll say Isabel. Isabel said... Okay, so since it's about my friend, I want it to be anonymous. One of my dear friends got married in January. When the rest of my friends and I met him, we didn't like his actions, his way of talking, or his overall personality. He's the all-eyes-on-me type of guy, who is very racist and mean to everyone around him. But she is very nice, and the reason she liked him was mainly because they were from the same country. When she told my friends and I about him, they were getting ready to be engaged, and we weren't as close with her to tell her to wait longer. Before we knew it, they were engaged and getting ready for the wedding. At the time, we were shocked. We wanted them to take their time because they didn't date for long before their engagement. They got married, and we saw that she was happy, so we thought that he is changing to become a better person. A couple of days ago, we had a gathering and invited her and her husband Her husband had a surgery a few days ago before the gathering and apparently was in pain, but they still came. He was complaining about everything the entire time and made some comments that not only disrespected our friend, his wife, but also left us all concerned thinking that he might be violent with her. Our friend seemed so tired and very depressed, but didn't say anything except that he has been very angry the entire time due to his pain. We saw the person he is long ago, but we didn't say anything because we weren't as close with her as we are now. We want to intervene and tell her our concerns, but we do not know if we should. We don't know how to approach the situation without her feeling that we are cornering her. I should mention that her parents didn't want her to marry him, but she still did and still is trying to prove to them that she did the right thing. Hmm. That's a long story, and I think it's a loaded question. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if this person is dealing with domestic violence, um, I think that's a very tricky situation because even if you want to tell the person that they should leave, um, it's hard for people to leave those situations for multiple reasons. Well, it's hard. I think it's hard to prove that she's even getting abused in the yeah, first place. Yeah, it's hard to prove that. And if you bring that up and say that you think that she's being abused, you could get a very negative reaction from that. And that could very much strain your relationship with her. But say she is and that you know it and that you guys bring this up in conversation. For her to just leave her husband, I don't know if that'll be easy. Because in, this, in these situations... Um, a lot of these women might fear, honestly, for their life if they are getting abused to that point because this person knows a lot about them. Mm-hmm. They might know they know their friends, their family. They might know their weaknesses. And these situations honestly happen a lot. Mm-hmm. There are women who have left these relationships and have been killed. Right. It's a very possible thing and it's a very real thing to be afraid of. Um, but I think that you should talk to your friend about how you feel about her husband. Especially now that they're closer. Yeah, now that you are closer, I think you can bring it up. If she discloses to you um, abuse, domestic violence, I think then you should talk about that. I don't know how you would prove it other than her telling you about it or seeing any physical evidence of it. And I do think that it's a telltale sign that y'all didn't like him initially and her parents also didn't want want her to marry this guy. So, I don't know what other reasons besides what you stated um, motivated her to want to be with this guy, despite the signs that y'all saw. So, I don't know. Yeah. And are they young? Are they, like, our age? Yeah. Also, yeah, that's a strange thing, honestly, in my opinion. Um, Because I can understand maybe if she's older, she might feel pressures to get married. But at our age, there's so much time. And there's so many o- other options to, like, meet people. Well, this is, she mentioned that this is a, like, Middle Eastern, like, yeah, situation. Yeah, so even so. if they're Middle Eastern, I know, like, a good amount of people who are Middle Eastern and, like, um, are close to a lot of cultural groups, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if you're, we're Nigerian, um, there's, like, these different Nigerian clubs and, like, meetings and, like, the families know each other. So I'm imagining, but I can't say for sure, that there are other opportunities to meet people from the same country and of, like, similar cultural background. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if she felt pressure to marry him or that she really just felt that he was the right guy. I mean, I don't know the situation well enough. Right. I'd say be very delicate with the way you approach the situation. I say only for certain if you know that something's going on. That's when you can sit down with that friend and ask. I don't think there's any harm in asking, hey, how is everything going? Is Are you fine? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Maybe meet up together without the husband so you guys can talk more openly oh, about sure. it and that she can feel more comfortable disclosing things to you guys and ask about the marriage, ask how things are going. If they're living together, ask about that. Like, maybe ask about decorating. Just ask about things about her life and make it feel less like an interrogation right. and just like a normal conversation that you want to catch up and know more about exactly. her life and her marriage. Yeah. I think if you do that, I, you'd be you get the results that you want cuz you just have to be careful in those situations cuz I know in our culture divorce is very taboo. So it if is. she is um <clears throat> maybe going through something in her marriage. I know getting a divorce would be hard because I think it's similar in Middle Eastern cultures where they don't really divorce. Or it's seen as like a taboo. But I think 
if it were for that, I think it's better to get out of something early rather than later. Oh, for sure. Before, like, the damage is done literally and figuratively. figuratively. So that's our advice, Isabel. Hopefully we helped you in that situation. All right, so our last letter, um, what name are you going to give, am I going to give this person? Mark. Mark? Well, this is a girl. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> Madison. Okay, this is Madison. All these white names. Let's do, <laughs> let's do, um, <laughs> what's the Igbo name? That starts with an M? Well, not that starts with the M, um, just any Igbo name. Chiama. Chiama. This is Chiama. All right. How slash when do you know it's time to let a friendship die? I used to have a group of friends that were really close, but over the years, one person in the group has been flaky slash ghosting us for the last three to four years. It started when she moved to the East Coast for college, but when she'd come home for the holidays or for summer, we'd try to make plans to hang out over text, but she wouldn't answer for weeks at a time and would say she forgot or is a bad texter. Sometimes she'd literally cancel plans while we were on our way to hang out. Then we'd look on Snapchat and see she's literally hanging out with other people. Anyways, this past holiday break, she was the one who initiated wanting to hang out, but none of us really tried to make plans with her because we're over her shit. Two to three weeks ago, she confronted one of the other girls in our group via multiple text messages, basically saying that she felt like we were giving up on the friendship and we weren't giving her any priority. Personally, I feel like she's only acting this way now because she's graduating soon and is realizing that she will probably need some more friends in California when she moves back. But she hasn't cared about our lives for the past three to four years, but now she's suddenly trying to make an effort again. What would you do if you were in our situation? Well, Chiyama, I'm going to tell you, I personally value friendship a lot, and I think that certain friendships are worth fighting for, but if you're going to fight for this friendship, and if you even want to continue with this friendship, I think you need to tell this person how you've been feeling, that you feel that she has been neglecting your friendship for the past three to four years, Mm -hmm. and that you feel like the sudden urge or want to restart the friendship and rekindle it seems kind of strange. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would say there's there's different categories of friendships. There are your best friends, your good friends, your barely friends, and your friends for now. And this girl falls in the category of friends for now, or friends when it's convenient. Um, I also, like Nikki, value friendship, and I feel like not every friendship is worth fighting for. That's very true. Not every friendship is worth fighting for. Realize, think about what you're getting from that friendship, and if what... If the negatives outweigh what you're actually getting from that friendship, I don't think it's healthy to really keep that no. friendship. Like, I feel like I've had a transition in my life with friends. Like, when I graduated from high school, like, then I, you start realizing who your real friends are. I think that comes with, like, normal life, life. transitions yeah. of graduating college, graduating high school, starting a new job, later on starting a family. Like, those are times where your friendships are really going to be tested. So if this person isn't willing to really hang out with you hang out with you guys through college and when they're home, especially since you don't get to see them a lot because they live across the country, then that should tell you something. They should be wanting to see you when they can. Exactly. Especially since they're so far away. Making the time. And it seems like y'all put more effort into the friendship than than she does. Yeah, I think it's unfair for her to say that um, she feels like you guys are neglecting the friendship when you've constantly been trying to hang out with her. That's trash. Honestly, <laughs> like some friendships are 
she, but she asked us, like, at what point, like, do we, like... I think you should talk to her first about it and express your feelings of how you guys have been feeling for the past few years, feeling neglected in that, in terms of this friendship. I think you guys should talk about that first. Um, and if she Lead takes to negatively that. to that or denies it, then maybe you should end that friendship. Or, or... or maybe she apologizes. I would say give it time. See if she's the one to initiate hanging out and not you reaching out to her to hang yeah. out. And then that way you can know whether she's serious about the friendship or not. Because I've been in like certain situations where I'm always the one initiating to hang out. And that gets annoying at some yeah, point. Yeah, it can't be one-sided. <clears throat> no, not at all. If you care about the friendship, sometimes the other person will initiate. It just alternates. Like, yeah. you I don't think there's anything wrong with initiating, but if the person is never initiating... Or one time after however many years, then that... It's probably not your friend. And I think as we all get older, it's important for everybody to realize who's there for you and realize who's not. Because you don't want um, to hold on to people that don't really care about you, don't really value your friendship. Because it's not worth it at that point, and it's a lot of wasted energy. Yeah, um, The tough times are what is going to show who's there for you or not. Even though it's not necessarily a tough time, but you guys are apart, that... That is a trying time. So, Mm -hmm. And the part that really gets me is when they were all going to hang out, and then while they were on their way to hang out, they got a message and canceled, and they see snaps of her Her hanging out with other friends. At that point, I would would end the friendship (laughs) That is trash. I'm not somebody that holds on to friendships. If you do something like that, no, you're not my friend, and I'm okay with ending the friendship right there and there. I think it's so... It's rude and inconsiderate to cancel when, like, the plans are in the midst of, like, happening. You guys and are you, on the and way. And I assume that she agreed to the plans as well. Yeah, and then to cancel and not only just cancel and go and hang out with other people, that's just a slap in the face. That's being like, oh, these plans with um, your group of friends is not as important as hanging out with these other people. That you've been friends with longer, probably. Yeah, and... That you can plainly see that she canceled for no reason, and she's and the the fact that she's been like flaky like this for the past three to four yeah. years all throughout college, trust me, that's not your friend. Yeah, I think like, you need to evaluate what you're getting out of the friendship. Tell her how you've been feeling, and then proceed from there. And evaluate who are actually your friends, because and I made the mistake in high school of calling too many people my friends. Oh, this is my friend. This is my friend. But then and when then I, you left high school, yes, they are not your friends. And they're friend. nowhere to be found. They're <laughs> not my friends. You ever heard from them? Like, at all. They no, weren't your friends. those are, were not my friends. And I feel bad of thinking that those were my friends and wasting time. It's just people you were around and, like, you talked to them, you hung out with them sometimes, but they weren't, like, you didn't have a deep and meaningful No, friendship. and even some of them, like, did not like me, but, like, still <laughs> pretended that we were friends. Like, I'm glad those people are, like, purged. <laughs> but I will say that those people, they still follow me on social media. They look at my stories. When I post something, do they like it? Hell no. But they like to... I call them my fans. They like Your to watch fans. my stories, see what I'm doing. But they don't care. They just, they're just they just nosy. I'm about to unfollow them, actually. <laughs> I might as well, right? We'll, we'll, we'll have a whole like etiquette of social media episode talking about all of that. But know who your fans are and know who your friends are. That's what I'll say. True. So... With that, um, that's about it. See you guys next week.